Salam Radio Show acknowledges that the land from which we're broadcasting is the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. The colonial project is ongoing and continues to disenfranchise First Nation people. I recognize that sovereignty has never been ceded and like to pay my respect to elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Salam everyone, this is your host Khanlu, Jahan Khanlu, and today I am joined by my great friend Romak. Salam Romak. Salam, hi everyone, I'm so glad I'm here. It's going to be it's going to be a hard show for us today because of course for those of you who don't know well I imagine almost all of you do know but in Iran my home country has been going through an insane time to say the least today I figured there's no other better guest in Melbourne than Romak to talk about this and to talk about the situation going on in Iran and the role that music and art can play and, of course, what the community in in Melbourne, the community outside of Iran can do because, of course, Iran is a really... It's a challenging country to connect with on a purely logistical level. Isn't that right? Yeah, so, um, yes, yeah, you know, guys, what happen, what's happening at the moment in the streets in Iran. And uh, my name is Ramak Bamzar, and I'm a fine art photographer and been in Australia for almost 12 years now. And um, it's it's... It's really sad to talk about that because this kind of, I call it revolution, reminds me all of my childhood, my memories, and what happened to me as a woman. I've been in Iran for 30 years, and so I'm so familiar with everything, all, you know, discrimination against women. And, you know, the story started with Mahsa Amini, a Kurdish girl. Uh, her name is second name is Gina. And uh, she actually, uh, she had a, uh, appropriate hijab in the street. And then, so she, she died after three days in coma. And that was so devastating for Iranians. So this is the beginning of the story of the revolution, of the women revolution, women life freedom. And uh, I'm going to tell you about a bit, because I think some people, maybe they are not familiar what's happening in Iran regarding to, you know, we have this military, molarity, Please, molarity, please, yeah. and it's it sounds really actually nice, but it, it's not. I mean, all police, are bad, <laughs> yeah. Honestly. But this is specifically about what exactly they do because I've been there and I know mm. is they they have these big bands in the different streets in Tehran and I mean all of the cities in Iran, mm. and they put these bands and is a women with hijab of course and men they are police. Mm. And they approach you in the street if you have a nail polish, if you have a, I don't know, short pants, if you have a, if you don't uh, wear the, wear your scarf or your hijab properly. And so they approach you and tell you, uh, you have to fix it. Otherwise they take you and that's it. That's end of the story. And I've been there a few times and it's really stressful. And, but most of to me is why it's so devastating in my experience because you know, is uh, they it, as a, as a human, 
you have a dignity, but they do not understand. They approach you. They tell you stuff in the way they want. And um, it's no respect. And if you don't listen, you are in real trouble. Like, mm. But, you know, what happened to Maso definitely yeah, goes so devastating. Yeah, what happened to Maso was the most extreme case, but it's a case that keeps on happening. She's She's yes. far from the only girl that's been killed for these kind of reasons. And, I mean, I remember when I was in Iran during the in 2009 protests and there was a girl, Neda, who, who got killed. Mm, Neda Agha Sultan, yeah. that's right. Uh, and Neda in Farsi means voice, so it was very symbolic. Absolutely. And, yeah, that's right. Is, there's a long list of, of women who have been killed. Yeah, the problem is, you know, Mahsa Amini gets viral at the moment, mm-hmm. but is so many lives... You know, we don't know what happened to these people, to these women in this country. Mm. And we don't know even, we don't know even know the names of them. Mm. So, and, um, uh, I born, I was born in Iran in 1980. Mm-hmm. And exactly after revolution, I was yeah, super lucky. Yeah, and then a couple of months after the, the war between Iran and Iraq happened. Mm. So I was in the perfect timing, actually. Mm. <laughs> but, and, but you know, I really experienced the brainwash, the ideology, the regime tried to, you know, forced us and pushed us to do that. In the, at school in Iran, I'm talking about that 1980 when I was 90, maybe 1987 or something when I was in the, in primary school. Mm-hmm. And they, we, we used to have a hijab, but that was a force to have a hijab. And I remember at high school, we used to, uh, they, they were actually painted the Israel and American flag yeah, on the ground and in the entrance of the, of these universities or schools. And Please, we have to step yeah. on it. And yeah, as a kid, you know, you have no knowledge. You have no understanding for this because that was always a, evil for us. America mm. was an evil. Israel was mm. an evil. Mac All of the wars out of, outside of Iran, they were bad, bad people, except us. We are, we are perfect. But uh, uh, we haven't had any knowledge about that, what we're doing. But after a while, when I get older, I realize that why are we even doing this? Mm. Why they check us in the entrance of school to see if we have a black socks? Everything has to be black. And, you know, after a while, you're realizing that. And I get to that point, of course, when I was at high school to just question everything. Yes, to realizing what's happening. And is, is, it was really sad. And uh, now what I'm doing as an artist is a reflection of my life, actually. And I'm not the only one. I know uh, I can't <laughs> I would say most of Iranians artists, they do the same thing because it's like for me, it's it was like a pain. A whole my body was in pain. It's just like carrying a really, really heavy thing on my shoulders. Mm. And through my art, I found a way to express it and take it off, just a little bit of that, and share it with people and tell my story. But it's, it's really challenging and sometimes getting really hard to get to that point to express it because it's kind of the reminder to all of those, uh, I would say, shits that happen to us. Yeah. I mean, of course, there's been so many protests in, in Melbourne uh, or, or around the world, but the Wong yesterday, I mean, there's Wong today, in fact, and that would have been the ninth Wong in three weeks, a bit, a bit less than a month. And there's been no other movement that I'm aware of, apart from maybe anti-vaxxers, 
who have been so regular. So it reminds me of, of like a group therapy session or something that you're going all the time because it's a time for for artists, activists, and well, everyone else to bond together. And Absolutely. I thought maybe for our first song, because of course during this show we're going to be playing a lot of the songs that people have been playing in protest because music has of course been a very prominent has a very prominent role maybe we'll play a few versions of this song but i thought we'll play an english version of the song bad all year which yeah. is maybe been the the, uh, the national anthem of the re- current revolution yes and uh, bad all year it means uh, for for you is for yeah for it's yeah, for, like for you for you or yeah. for it's from this uh, um, songwriter and Iranian songwriter and mm. singer Sherwin. Yeah. Um, and he's actually, he gets arrested after sharing this song. Yeah, he's an Edin. Yes, this yes. The, and the he's a young, talented guy. And for just sharing this song, he gets arrested and uh, 40 million people listen to his beautiful song. Yeah. Right now we'll play an English version, just for our listeners who don't speak Farsi, which... Because of dancing in the street Because we're scared to kiss our lovers when we meet Because of one sister and for all of them Because of changing minds that have gone rotten Because of all the shame of having no money Because of yearning to live life normally Because of a poor child and his lost dreams Because of the fight for equality Because of this polluted air because of alias and the trees dying there because of the pirus and its extinction because of innocent dogs forbidden because of tears that never end because of longing to repeat those moments because of a smile on all faces because of students and what the future embraces because of the promised paradise because of locked up voices that cannot rise because of all our children because of because of have no end because of all these empty chants because of all the rubble from homes that collapse because peace is all that we want because of sunshine after the because of sleeplessness and anxiety Because of the man, the country, the rebuilding Because of the girl who wished she was a man Because a woman, life freedom was Baroye, the English version of Baroye, which Baroye has kind of become the, the, the national anthem of the current revolution. Uh, the singer Shervin has been arrested 
and is in prison in Iran, in, in Evin, which is the most notorious prison in Iran. It's where political prisoners go. It's where spies, accused spies go. So it shows how powerful that song is, the fact that that singer has been taken to that prison. And that, of course, is the English version. We'll play the Iranian version, the Farsi version later. Yeah, that's that's uh, absolutely incredible, this song mm-hmm. to me. And why is so touchy? Because, you know, it's, it, it's talking about the really basic rights in his mm-hmm. songs. And that's why we all, as an Iranian, as Iranian, we fighting for. Mm-hmm. It's not complicated. It's not mm-hmm. anything like you say, talking about something. We, mo- we, we want something more. We want more. It's not about more. It's about just basic uh, rights. Mm. It's about freedom. Yeah. And um, that's it. It makes me really teary every time, mm, yeah. especially the you know the Farsi version. Mm. It's a beautiful song, by the way. Yeah, like in in the protests here, um, people have been what they do here and elsewhere in, in Australia and around the world. Of course, they. They give out the lyrics so that everyone can sing it. Um, I mean, I feel like half the protesters now know the whole song by heart. Oh, in Farsi? <laughs> in Farsi and in English. Oh, that's beautiful. But I think it, it's been really powerful hearing how much people have been uh, singing this. Foreigners, likewise, oh, have been giving the, the English, so. oh, yes. <laughs> which, which is Farsi written in, in Latin scripts, for those of you who don't know. And... Yeah, luckily I've been I've been trying to go to all the protests, and uh, <laughs> unlike Romac, I don't have any children, so I don't have um, I don't yeah. have any. Um, yeah, I have a lot more free time. So, and going to the protests has been extremely powerful because you just hear all these people singing and together and this is yeah i've been calling it group therapy in a yeah in a i do way. agree with that to me it's like a exactly like a group therapy because we are not in iran mm. as an iranian i can't you know scream and say you know freedom freedom mm. women life freedom but here when you say it especially in farsi it's yeah. kind of a relief you know you exactly. can scream you can you know, stay there and scream in farsi in middle of melbourne and that's just i found it really Relieving. Yeah, <laughs> it's I can, beautiful. I can. I've been recording a piece. Of <laughs> Say her name. And you, you can just talk about yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Um, Say her it's name. been really amazing just hearing how people have been chanting, mixing English and Farsi. So. so absolutely, seamlessly. absolutely. And what is amazing. Um, I'm not sure the audience how, how much do you know about Iranians and Iranian communities, but you know, for me, um, I've been here outside of Iran for 12 years, and it was the first time I saw whole Iranians as a body, you know, they holding each other's hands and they saying the same thing freedom yeah. and that's what we want azadi. and yeah azadi we want azadi yeah. no more no less azadi and that's you know it's super emotional to you know and at the same time super devastating to see we in 21st century we call him freedom yeah. that's why this um or yeah, the slogan we're saying now woman life freedom is it's so universal, 
everyone can join in. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I was just discussing with, with Sasha before, from querying the air before mm. us, who, of course, is a trans woman from Singapore. Um, this is exactly what we're going through in Southeast Asia also. Like, woman life freedom is so applicable there. So I'm hoping that <laughs> these, these protests here, I mean, the messages that, that the women in Iran have been, uh, have been providing is so, is so applicable. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah, is, I'm just thinking about, I, I really like to talk about that. Why, what's happening, you know what hap- happened in Iran, but, why are we asking people outside of Iran, non-Iranians, mm-hmm. and the whole community out of, in, around the world to stand up for Iranians? Is actually, to me, as an you know, independent artist, is about standing up for uh, human rights mostly. Yeah. It's not about the race. It's not about like the specifically even Middle East, which we know what's happening we always, every day, have a new, you know, story about Middle East. And, yeah. but it's Indeed. about, it's about, honestly, people right now, right now I'm talking to you. They're mm. dying in the street. I had mm. a chat. My, I have my family back in Iran and, mm. you know, um, um, my dad is a bit crazy. Good crazy, I love that because yeah. I'm crazy too. <laughs> so, and he's 70 something, but he goes outside. He's going as a protest outside. Oh, and I have this kind of, you know, stress always like 24 hours with me. Like, is he going to be alive? Is yeah. he, is he okay? And even my brother, he's my, my uh, youngest brother, he goes to. And that's, that's re- the interesting thing to me when they, we have a really quick chat because the internet in Iran, you know, is really bad at the moment. But every time I have a chat with them, I'm like, are you okay? What you're doing? Is, a, is how many people in this trade? Blah, 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 blah. But uh, I never ask them to don't go out. Mm. That's, I, if it was like three years ago, four years ago, for some reason, mm. I would. But this time, I never ask, I never, uh, told my dad specifically to don't do it, don't go. Because honestly, genuinely, I don't see any difference between my dad and other people in the street. We are, we are the same. And if something happened to any of us, we are whole human. And, and I encourage my dad, but at the same time, I'm absolutely in 24 hours of stress and my depression and my anxiety and everything, especially because, you know, when, when we are sleeping here in Australia, they actually in the street and, um, that makes it even more challenging because I can't have a deep sleep. I'm just thinking what's happening right now. Yeah. How many people died right now? Mm-hmm. What people doing right now? I'm sitting in this studio and having this radio show, but what's happening right now over there? This, we need, we need, I think, uh, my, um, um, inviting people to help and how you can help is not about like just uh, be part of the protests. You know, any, I mean, all of you, if you are engineer, if you are a doctor, if you are an artist, you don't necessarily should be an artist to do mm-hmm. something. Just, you know, you can, if you have a gallery, you can offer a, a platform, a place to artists to exhibit, to show. And that exhibition about protests art 
It's, a, mm-hmm. it's about activists. It's not about purely art because now, uh, at, at least in my understanding and for me, it's not a time to I just be a perfectionist and, um, you know, focus on um, what I'm going to create. It has to be perfect. It's about uh, awareness. It's about giving information. And at the same time, what is important to me as an artist is to engage people emotionally and visually i think that helps a lot because giving information to people in kind of boring you know Mm -hmm. you can talk about that forever but when you really get connected and connect people emotionally i think that's important one song that people have been that really speaks in that way is vatan have you heard it Um, who is the parastu ahmadi yes it's it's very short but yeah I thought we can play that. Yeah, Ashune Java. Mm. Yeah, that's <laughs> you a, can sing along to it. If you yeah, want. that's a beautiful song, and I tell you, this is actually back to. I can I can't remember but the timing. I will tell you. I will have a look, but it's a really old poem. The poem backs. Um, I after the song, I give you yeah. a few information about the yeah. beautiful song because I think that song for for us for people who've been who've been here in Melbourne or wherever, not in Iran, the way it connects to the homeland has been really... Uh, yes, that's right. So we'll play, which means homeland in Farsi. <laughs> Vatan sang song by Parastu Ahmadi, who's um, of course an Iranian singer, and this song has become really prominent and special for the diasporic communities protesting, and of course the people back home in Iran. Vatan, of course, means homeland in Farsi, and it's from an old poem. Uh, yeah, it's from Arif Ghazvini, mm. the the poet. Is a really old. Um, a poet, which is the, the originally he actually wrote this uh, poem for at the same time uh, during the Mashrute. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a kind of a revolution at that time, and um, that was about the people were dying and you know killing. Uh, the same scenario was happening like mm-hmm. uh, kind of hundred years ago, and mm-hmm. that was originally from that, but. It's applicable to today. <laughs> Absolutely, it's always been political, actually, mm. because. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You can read the whole thing. <laughs> um, try to find it, <laughs> and we have a different. 
of course, different version mm. of this song. What Arif Ghazwini is saying. Can read it in Farsi. Yes. No need for a translation. Okay. As khun javanan batan lale damide. As matam sar be qaddeshan sarf khamide. Che kajraftar ye charg, che badkirdar ye charg. سر کین داری چرخ نه دین داری نه آین داری چرخ نه دین داری نه آین داری چرخ This is a really long one so <laughs> yeah that's it it's just and makes me super emotional yeah, of so yeah but it's RF Azbini if you mm. gonna find out more about him he's amazing yeah of course I wanted to speak a bit about your art because, of course, <laughs> your your art, even before all of this, its prominent themes was about uh, gender expression in Iran and specifically overall, or the about female expression. Mm, yeah, um, my um, yeah, I, it's always been my interest to working on femininity and women, especially, and I is totally. It comes from my personal experience in Iran, and um, I always had this um, kind of challenge back in Iran about being women and under the discrimination. So gender discrimination is a biggest thing in Iran. When you uh, you you know you always judge by your gender, mm. not as a human, yeah. and. Uh, I'm kind of the feisty girl, so I couldn't stand it, but I was so many times in trouble because of that. Mm-hmm. So I started in 2006-2007, I started a series, it calls Iranian Wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, at that time, I used to work as a wedding photographer, which I didn't like it, but uh, I need money, I needed money, and I had to work as a wedding photographer. Mm-hmm. So I started this series of um, the... Of course, Iranian weddings, but the, you know, when people taking the group photos in, at, in the weddings, yes. I started to capture those as a document, uh, document them as a document photographer. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I came to Australia, not as soon as in 2015, mm-hmm. um, I was lucky enough to be a featured artist in Head on Photo Festival in Sydney. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm really glad actually I showed that work. But a part of that, I, Still, I was in Iran. I started to work on um, on transgender people in Iran uh, because that was a big at that time, especially was really big and was really like it was totally a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And I started to just found the people. It was really hard because people they don't trust. Um, because of the, you know, the situation they're living in, they always in their own community. So I started to um, take a photos and just mostly writing and documenting what's happening. But um, after that, moving to Australia, I still working on femininity and women's life in Middle East and in under the Islamic Republic. I, I, I could, I would say under Islam, because Islam had a really heavy, strong influence on, you know, our body image and so many things. So um, my recent series, which is done, and it was part of my master degree at RMIT, um, it uh, calls Mustachid Women and Rhinoplastic Girls, mm. uh, which is about the impact of masculine culture on female's body image. Mm. To me, 
if you have a look at the Iranian community, you see so many nose jobs. You see so many, you know, just, you know, the manipulating, you know, like it's, it's, it became part of the culture. So Post-human. I always, yeah, and I was, I always been so interested because I was the one, I was so close to go and have a nose job because the people used to tell me that you have a really big nose, which I'm really proud of my nose at the moment. But well, I was well. lucky enough to, I didn't go through that procedure or whatever, but uh, this series is about how this masculine culture, how patriarchy control women's body yeah. and get them to that point. They go through the surgery to be fit in the society which control with male and um, this masculine culture. Yeah. And I brought uh, this 21st century Iranian women with historical images of 19th century to express my feeling to say look at this it's always been it's not it's not just because islamic republic islam has a really strong roots in our culture mm-hmm. and controlling um, this patriarchy culture it's been um, controlling and um, uh, shaping female's body image for such a really long time. It's a long story. And this is the time we have to change it because, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's yes. it. And But, yeah, this is this is my recent series. So if you are people interested, have a look at my website, yeah. and which we'll, is... We'll be posting all yeah, of Romac's that would Instagram be lovely. And, and website yes. on, on, um, on Salon and on yeah. Instagram. That that would be nice. And but upcoming um, upcoming uh, group exhibition, mm. I was lucky enough to involve is in uh, Black Cat Gallery, mm. uh, which is actually happening really shortly. And uh, yeah, um, when is it happening? So it's a group exhibition uh, about it calls uh, Woman Life Freedom, okay, yeah. and we can actually talk about that after the song. Yeah, great. Uh, so I thought. Our next song, we could play, I think, my personal favorite song that's been playing in all the protests, which is um, Yare Da Bestani Man. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> okay, um, you make me cry today. We gave a content warning that it would be an emotional, song, <laughs> emotional show. Yeah, this is my personal favorite. It's yeah, for, for those of you um, in Farsi, that means my my childhood. My school friends. Yeah, my classmates. Yeah, um, like primary school, and yeah, it's. Uh, I really recommend people to to find. There's no English version of this song, so I really recommend people to find the translation because um, it's yeah, very emotional, very beautiful. Yare da vestanima. Sarah, 
مرده دلای آدماش دست من و تو باید این پرده ها رو پاره کنه تو میتونه جوش من و تو درده ما رو چاره کنه دار دبستان و من با من و همراه منی چوب علف بر سر ما بخص من و آه منی حق شده اسم من و تو is about community and we welcome your participation at the station. 3CR is open to a wide diversity of volunteers and is a great way to connect with Melbourne's activist community. Have you ever thought about volunteering, doing a reception shift, getting a program on air, training in radio skills or contributing to one of the station's committees? There are many ways to be involved at 3CR. To find out more, go to 3cr.org.au and get in touch. Family is a not-for-profit organization providing a peer support group for loved ones including parents, siblings, extended family, and friends of a trans and gender diverse person. Trans Family runs discussion groups in person and online. We offer a safe space to share your experiences, ask any questions regarding your situation, and provide peer support. We are especially keen to hear from loved ones in regional and rural Victoria. Donations to Trans Family are tax-deductible. 
For more information, visit transfamily.org.au or look for us on Facebook. Trans Family is a 3CR supporter. Salam, you are listening to 3CR, 8.55am. Uh, this is uh, Honlu, your host, and I'm joined today by my great friend, uh, photographer Romak. <laughs> Salam, Romak. <laughs> Salam, hi everyone again, and I hope you didn't get tired <laughs> of listening to us. And because it's no preparation, I actually went... Uh, Jahan invited me. Uh, I, I didn't prepare anything because I think, you know, um, yeah, I, I, I prefer to just yeah. speak in, you know, without any writing or anything. And, you know, as you you tell, you can tell, um, I have a really Iranian accent, which I'm really proud of it. <laughs> but, yeah, cool. bear with me if you couldn't catch me sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is community radio. <laughs> that's that's absolutely <laughs> it's lovely. Fine. Um, no, but this is why like I really wanted to have you here because having that kind of unfiltered, raw, emotional yep. um, reaction and, and explanation of um, of what's going on in Iran because I think there is a situation where a lot of the exposure that people have. Uh, what like Australians and or non-Iranians have is through you know BBC and all of these news channels where you know there has to be a, a sense of decorum and yeah and Beautiful. emotionlessness and there'll be little clips from Tehran but that connection isn't provided as from Iran if you've never been to Tehran or Tabriz or wherever is really important and of course like I don't know if you felt this but. There's this feeling that you you need to be strong in front of um in front of people about your homelands because mm, that's right and we are strong but you yeah. know we have emotions and I have no problem with that because is um, you know I honestly feel really good here in Australia I uh, this is my second country and I, I, when I'm saying this is my home now. Mm. I never had a bad experience personally in Melbourne, in Australia, and mm. um, I, I love people here, and I'm really proud I'm part of this community. But mm. what happened recently, it was like a, the, all of the flashbacks, which I just reminds me what happened in the past to me and all of these traumas and dramas I had. At the moment, I, I you know, if we are community, Australia is a multicultural country, and when it when something like this happen uh, iranian community is not a massive big community compared to other communities Definitely in australia not. still but you know is uh, i feel i i honestly in um i to be honest last week i feel so alone here in australia i have a mm-hmm. i have a beautiful australian partner mm-hmm. and um, he's amazing he been so supportive but i you know uh, because i was i was super emotional i was in the age of my my depression was really bad in past couple of weeks and you know it, it was manageable and i know i'm strong i can do this but still uh, when i was seeing cameron my partner mm-hmm. he's teary and he gets so emotional 
when he's hearing and I'm, I don't, you know, I don't want to tell him all this, his whole story, mm-hmm. like all of the details mm-hmm. every day, what happened, or how many people died or yeah. show him the footages I see because I, I think he doesn't get used to it. And, mm-hmm. you know, as he says, we haven't had a revolution. We never had revolution, and that's right because it's such a different story. If you, um, we, I, I think we are as an Iranian with such a, I mean, the whole community is such a patient people, and mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, when they when they start um, complaining about something which is happening now, it's it's you, you know you can imagine how how much pressure there had to get to this point to start complaining about something. And um, what I'm going to say, I really respect Australians and Australian people, but I, what I really like to see is more um, help in terms of not coming, as I said, not coming to the, as a protest necessarily mm. in any, you know, I see that expression, I see that uh, feeling towards their community, because yeah. I'm Iranian Australian, I'm part of this community, and I want to see that more, a little bit more. Uh, and it it's been amazing. It's been amazing. So, yeah, I think it has been interesting when I think about different friends who have reached out to me. Um, it's usually been friends who have who are from who have migrated here also recently. Um. So I've had well <laughs> a few a few even Salam alumni is like Kamil, who's of course Lebanese, and um, I remember he really reached out and said, "Look, I know what's going on here. Like it's exactly what happened in Lebanon a few years ago, and like I had this 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 explainable depression, but it's so hard for other people to understand it. Uh, and of course, the Lebanese community here is probably much bigger than the Iranian one." And even then, there was this like feelings of isolation and and, and yeah, loneliness. Yeah, and that's that's interesting because uh, honestly, and after a couple of years, that was the first time I feel alone. I mm-hmm. feel so devastated and alone. And you know, because physically you can't. If I was able to back to Iran and be in the street, I definitely was. Which my mom kind of happy. She's saying, <laughs> "I'm I'm glad you are not here because you." You could die by now. Yeah, my family too. But yeah, yeah. because, uh, but you know, here, you know, you're so far from that, mm. what's happening there. And um, yeah, I wish it was more encouragement, more understanding, more connection, because um, it's, 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 it's so brutal. It's mm. so brutal. You know, it reminds me, Jahan, mm. when during the COVID, it was the protests in Melbourne. Yeah, I remember. And, um, I remember I get really cross with that because mm. people are asking for freedom yeah. in the street. People like it was a huge actually crowd. They were it's talking massive. about where is my freedom. And at that time, I remember I had a chat with one of my good friends. She's a painter. She's Australian. And I'm like, you know, they're talking about freedom. Do you reckon they really know what's the meaning of freedom? Mm. Because they it was a, a strict which is like good or bad, I'm not talking about that part, whatever it was, it wasn't crossing freedom. Mm. Freedom is when you go to the street and they shoot you. The freedom is when you are walking in in the street just by yourself, just Mm. by yourself. They approach you and tell you, like, I I don't want to mention those things, but the 
the really terrible things you can hear from someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the freedom is you have no right to drink. <laughs> you have no right as a woman to freely smoke in the public. Is this is just so basic? The freedom is you as an artist. You cannot have exhibition if you have women in your images. Mm-hmm. This is like, are you? Do you even believe in that? I couldn't have exhibition just because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, even showing women, women's hair, mm-hmm. you cannot have exhibition in public spaces in Iran, mm-hmm. in Tehran. Yeah. You can have a private show, which is like probably something like. Having your house, or I don't know how does. So lots of people, yeah, you know, like but not public. So basically, as a woman, you have no right mm. because everything is based on your gender. Yeah. It's based on your because you are a woman. Yeah, I mean, I know it more from from the from the musical world, but there, mm-hmm. women of course can't sing in public. Uh, they can't give a performance like a live show or anything because. Singing is apparently sexual, <laughs> um, which is insane. But I think, yeah, it, it does show. In Iran, there is a there is a music and art scene. It, it's very vibrant, but it's extremely underground because it's been pushed underground. Yeah, music especially is so underground. Um, and so yeah, this kind of speaking about community and stuff, I've. I want to play maybe the most controversial song of of today, which is <laughs> "A Iran." <laughs> yeah, which uh, and it's uh, I've got a field recording of um, people in the protest singing it. Yeah, and of course it's the the national anthem from before the revolution, and on most of the recordings I found of it online, just out of curiosity it's always been a woman and a male singing so i thought i've made my peace with the song before i used to think it was you know just for royalists and like dreaming about the shah coming back and you know thinking like the solution to iran's problems is to literally turn the clock back to 1978 and and looking at the lyrics again from a from a detached point of view, I've I've realized that it's a song that's talking just so like lovingly about the land of Iran. And if you remove the kind of royalist silliness <laughs> and like hearing everyone sing it, it was it was really beautiful. And I thought that is freedom, like men and women and all genders singing um singing this song about Iran. And yeah, so <laughs> This is a, a live recording or field recording of um, a, a Iran being sung by uh, protesters in Melbourne.
Salam, you are listening to 3CR 8.55am And this is your co-host Honru And we're, today we are doing a special show dedicated to the current situation in Iran For those of you who don't know, Iran is undergoing through <laughs> significant turmoil because of um, Which started because of um, a Kurdish girl, Jina Amini, also known as Masa, Ami, Masa Amini she, who was killed by the quote 
morality police because of how she was apparently dressing and the protests in Iran have, have erupted due to this, uh, demanding for basic freedom for, uh, for all genders and for everyone. But of course, uh, women have been, um, at the forefront of this, which is why the slogan Zanzendi Ozadi, um, woman life freedom has been the main, the rallying call. The song, you just listened to A Iran was by um it was the old national anthem and of course it was a song that was um it's sung to to kind of counter the, the Islamic Republic. Also I think it's a much better national anthem on an objective scale than um than the current national anthem, which of course we won't play, but the current national anthem is very boring. <laughs> And there's been something really beautiful about kind of crowds of men and women and non-binary people uh, singing uh, singing about Iran in this way. Um, I can I'll read the first few verses um, well the first verse and chorus of of A Iran just because it's it makes more sense in Farsi, but here's the English translation. O Iran, O bejeweled land, O your soil is the wellspring of virtues. Far from you may the thoughts of evil be. May you remain rest last. May you remain lasting and eternal. O enemy, if you are of stone, I am of steel. May my life be sacrificed for the pure soil of my motherland. Since your love became my calling, my thoughts are never far from you. In your cause, when do our lives have value? May the land of Iran be eternal. And of course, yeah. What do you think, Romak? <laughs> that was a nice translation, actually. Mm. Well done. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, Google Translate helped. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought. Yeah, but it's really powerful that song. And so, if you guys have been listening to it, I feel it's. It's gone beyond being a royalist song. It's it's something. It's one of the many songs that have that has um, united protesters and helped be the soundtrack of the protest. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, that's beautiful. Oh. Um, Let me to actually mention the opening mm. of this exhibition, yeah. upcoming exhibition. That was a, a. So of course, for everyone who's just tuning in, Romak is. Uh, an amazing photographer who who explores gender um gender identity and especially femininity in um in modern Iran and amongst modern Iranians and Romak will be part of an exhibition for Black yeah, Cat for Gallery. yeah Black Cat Black, Black Cat's Gallery mm-hmm. uh, I'm so grateful uh, I had this opportunity yeah. to be part of this exhibition which is mm-hmm. like um uh, they put it together a few Iranian artists to have a you know expression of 
what's happening at the moment and about women life freedom mm-hmm. and uh, the uh, opening is Thursday 20th of October okay. 6 to 8:30 and mm-hmm. the exhibition is going to be from 9 to 30 of October 2022 and that would be nice but you know I uh, that would be nice to see you all there but yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I think yeah it's it's kind of it's really nice we have this platform yeah. to you know that that that's that's that calls help yeah and and of course we'll be sharing this on on our instagram and uh, you can catch romac on instagram which is romac r-a-m-a-k photography like in english yeah um and just looking at your instagram now um your most recent one is really like um has really hit me uh, with the Nikos photo exactly mm, actually that's going to be a part of this exhibition yeah. because to me personally you know creating art in terms of like when something massively happened like this you emotionally really involved as an artist is uh, all about expression and giving awareness to people so I see it totally as a activist art as yeah. a protest art to call out and give awareness to people it's not about Um, it's, it's not about uh, specifically it's not about art yeah. that's that's my understanding and I put this this is kind of the um, graphic work I I did in um, I did it like a couple of days ago and from the uh, recent girls really young girls mm-hmm. uh, who killed in the streets in Iran and what government did brutally They killed because they beat at these girls in the street. And, but because they're going to change the scenario, the problem with Iran is Islamic Republic in Iran, no? not of Iran, yeah. is they change, yeah, in, this, Iran, in Iran is they change the whole thing. They such a liar and you can't even imagine like how they can lie and change the whole scenario in the second. Yeah. So what they did uh, recently, we had Nika, uh, Nika, died because you know they beated her badly on her head yeah. and because they didn't want um, I mean it's it sounds really stupid because we are not we are not stupid we know how they kill her but yeah. they brought her mom they uh, they put pressure on her mom to come on the public TV which is operated with government mm-hmm. 100% to say you know my daughter uh, didn't uh, killed She uh, passed away because she had a suicide. Yeah. And this is the, you know, repetitive scenario they did with all of these girls. They passed away. And what they did, it, this is, uh, sorry about that, but I'm going to tell yeah. you that this is so brutal. What they're doing to the bodies of these girls, they, after they're killing them. Yeah, maybe just a content warning yes, for those yeah, of you who, that would be good. who are upset um, on detail. Maybe you can just switch off and um, tune back in in. in um 10 past <laughs> so in three minutes yeah so um, they so, yeah, content warning yeah thanks for that we'll be talking about um niko um shakarami who was brutally killed yeah and now we'll go into yeah niko shakarami she was 16 mm-hmm. just she turned 17 they just celebrate her birthday after mm-hmm. her death yeah. and uh, after killing her they took her to one of these buildings in tehran and threw her body yeah to pretend to tell it was a suicide it wasn't yeah. a it wasn't a uh, he did she didn't kill yeah. died in the in the street 
This is uh, and, uh, this is this is not the first time and not the last time they did another time with another girl, which is recently died, yeah. and um, is is and they brought their families. Imagine how their families in the pressure and yeah. they bring them front of the camera and uh, put pressure on them to say what they want to say, yeah. and this is the part I think the. Uh, the the community out of, outside of the world is kind of is still hidden. It still can't, it, it, you know, it's because it's too brutal. People mm-hmm. can't even believe in that. Like it, it it still can happen in 21st century. But mm-hmm. this is what people in Iran, I mean, go through, and the government does to people. Yeah, and of course, Nika, I think, has has um, I mean, lots of people, of course. We have no idea how many people have died because the Iranian government, the Islamic Republic, um, withholds information because they don't want to say. Um, but more than 200. We have like 185 confirmed cases. Um, it's the last figure I read. But Nika was, of course, a protester. Uh, she was protesting um, as, a, as a 16-year-old girl who has her whole life ahead of her. Um, she was protesting for freedom <laughs> that she can she exist. And um, she went missing. The government said nothing. And her body was just revealed later on. And I think she's become a, a new symbol. <laughs> it's crazy. Yes. And because that was so clever. Like when Mahsa Amini died... Uh, you know, she's a, she's she's a Kurdish girl from Iran, and what they did, I don't know who who did that actually. So on her, um, um, they put the sign on her um, grave, yeah. which was saying Gina, um, uh, her mm. name in Kurdish. You yeah. you never die. Your name became a symbol, mm. or your name became a secret of us. Yeah. We use it as a secret for our freedom. Mm-hmm. And um, all of these girls, all of these people, they their name became a secret. And my work um, in this exhibition is about that. I captured, I used their images to give awareness of people. These yeah. beautiful, young, intelligent women, they died for no reason. And please, please be a voice of them. At least know them and... Um, you know, they never die. Their name became a secret. Yeah. And of course, with Nika, um, uh, a really now devastating video has been revealed of her singing. Um, and she's singing an old Iranian um, love song from the from the movie Sultane... Um, Sultane... Um, Which... I, I, I've got the, I'll, I'll, I'll get it later, but I thought we could play the um, the song that she's play, that she was singing that has gone now viral, and then play Nikos singing her karaoke version of it in in tribute to her. <laughs> Thank you. 
وقتی برات نخواد خدا پشت هم میاد درد و بلا پیش قدرتش چونت چرا پایده نداره اگه بری به آسمون اگه بسازی رنگین کمون وقتی شد بختت نامهربون حال تو زاره Listening to Salam Radio on um, 3CR 8:55 AM. That song Dolthane Kalba was in memory of um, Nika Shokarami, who was a young 16-year-old girl who got killed by the by the government. And the reason we played that song it's an old Iranian song, <laughs> but there's a video of her that's gone viral. Um, a short video. And it's of her singing that song. So I thought we can now play her singing this. Yeah, that's um yeah, I'm now in Syria. Um of course that video is showing exactly what Zanzendegi Ozadi means is um you know, a young girl, um dressed like a punk <laughs> um yeah. singing old love songs. Normal sixteen years old girl, yeah. you know, nothing more, nothing less exactly like it's you know, this this revolution is in Iran is happening. They call it the women revolution, mm-hmm. which is 
uh, anything happen, uh, you know, I mean, the whatever happened as a result for this revolution, it does definitely influence in Middle East because um, this is not about just Iranian women. Look at the women in Afghanistan. They are yeah. our sisters and we are we have been uh, same, same language, language same and same country, you know. Yeah. And I don't feel anything different between myself and an Afghan lady. Yeah. So um, it's, it's interesting they all young in Iranian, this, this revolution we're having in Iran at the moment, and mm-hmm. all 16, 17 years old. It means that the new generation, not my generation, new generation, mm-hmm. and they're so crazy and brave in the really good way. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, when it was happening and we see these young women, young boys, which is they They've been really supportive to these young women. Uh, I think what happened in Islamic Republic in Iran, what they did to our generation, mm-hmm. because we straight away after the revolution, they just tried to brainwash us. Yeah. And um, it's kind of like we, we lived in the silent with the totally brainwashed. And we were mm-hmm. thinking this is right. This is what it has to be. No one was complaining. And then we had... A war and you know during the yeah. war was such a bizarre With time Iraq, it was yeah. crazy yeah the war between Iran and Iraq yeah, Saddam, yeah we just yeah. wanted to survive basically I remember my mom was like we were waiting for a guy to bring milk for us because it was three of us my siblings and my dad actually was in the war as well as a soldier and um, we were just waiting for milk. That picture, that image is still in my mind. That guy was knocking the door. We were so scared. We were in mm-hmm. Iran, in Tehran, mm-hmm. and to just give us milk. And But the new generation, you know, after, of course, the Internet and yeah. they're getting connected to, to the world, they realize that, no, life is different. Life, I, 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 I mean, I, I believe my generation, mostly, they moved. They, they just, like, they give up. And they just, this is what it is. We had to move. We cannot do yeah. anything about that. At least uh, our kids, they're going to have freedom. Or uh, my mental health is going to be better somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So we gave up. But this new generation, they don't give up. they just <laughs> so resistant, so rebellious. And they don't scare of even this. And, you know, the videos, they get viral. They're saying that. They say, you know, I this is, they, it could be because they don't take their, Phones with them mostly mm-hmm. because uh, if they get arrested, you know, it's so yeah. many information in, in the phones. But they always saying that it's so interesting, you know, it, it could be my last video. But, you know, I fight for this. I fight for freedom. I fight for my sisters. And they mention the name, the names of all those girls. This is amazing. This is so beautiful and powerful and is just makes me to be proud to be an Iranian. Yeah. Um, Yes, this is this is the young generation standing up for their rights and yeah, I mean of course like we see like TikTokers, Instagram everywhere, yes, who have already been killed um and each one has their own story. Um <laughs> but yeah, I mean I think, yeah, this current generation, they are, I've been really encouraged, I think, just from from the distance here, because in 2009, and I was in Iran then, um, it was about reform, reform, and 
Because for those of you who don't know, the 2009 protests, which up until now were the biggest protests against um, the Islamic Republic, uh, or against the Ayatollah specifically, it happened because of uh, an election result. Um, the reformist uh, candidate Musavi had been um, had apparently lost the election against the, the, the conservative um, Ahmadinejad, and there was a feeling that it had been duped because um, Ahmadinejad was the preferred candidate, and protesters came and, and protested against the street. But they were protesting. They were. It was about reform. It was about reforming Absolutely. the Jamhuri Islami. It's just trying people, just trying to give them another chance, basically. Exactly. But <laughs> yeah, this is like, not about that. Literally supporting a candidate yes. who was part of the system. Absolutely, but was going to be a reformist, but that that is completely different now. Yeah, that's why I love it because you know, it, it was it, two months ago, just two mm-hmm. months ago. Um, personally, okay, I'm talking about myself. It was, it was kind of scary to talk about Quran, mm. to talk about Islam, yeah. and to mention those things and say, I don't want it. Mm. And I, I should mention that Jahan actually, mm. because people here asking me about like, is that about, um, is that about Islam? Mm. The, the problem is we are not anti-Muslims, anti-Islam yeah. is about like, is about the force. Yeah. You know, it's majority of people in Iran, they don't want the regime which is yeah. based on Islam. And yeah. uh, I would say Iranian government or maybe so many countries in Middle East, the problem with them, they have this really radical expression yeah. and extreme expression of Islam. Yeah. So that's the problem. We don't want that. We, you know, we are Muslim, okay? Mm. We are, Islam is something came to our culture ages ago. Yeah. And, you know, we, we all have in our families, like grandma, I don't know, auntie, we have those kind of people, they still wearing hijab. Yeah. That's, that's fine. We are not against that. We are against the mandatory hijab, yeah. against the force, against the limitation, mm. and uh, against the limitation of our thoughts, you yeah. know? We can't even think. They they come to our private life. Mm. You know, they even tell us if we can have, how many children we can have yeah. or how many children we cannot have. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, I think, I've, and I've seen it here. There's uh, Muslim people and um, and a lot of white activists, <laughs> white lefty activists, they don't know how to respond to women in Iran burning um, the hijab. Yes. And it's about context. And, of course, if you're somewhere like France, where, where I used to live, where there are laws, and, and Switzerland, of course, also, where there are also laws about um, well, burkas, and they use the, the burqa as a way to scare um scare locals uh, into thinking, oh, Islam is taking over and we're going to be like Afghanistan, blah, blah, blah. And there, the, um, and so, of course, if you're burning a hijab there, you're you're displaying, you know, it's extremely xenophobic and you're, you're trying to lock your country away from, from Muslims, uh, many of whom are refugees from wars that the West has um, has orchestrated. 
So it's ultimately about, it's just telling a woman what she can wear and what she can't wear. Um, in France, they're telling people that you can't wear your job, you can't wear this, you can't wear that. Yes. And in Iran, they're telling you you have to wear it. And ultimately, yeah, we we need to. Um, I do want to shout out my friend Tasneem, who's who's a Palestinian activist here, who who wears a hijab. Yes. And uh, I, I was I was so impressed and, and um, appreciative that she came over to. She's been coming over to to some of the protests in Melbourne. Yeah, because um, this is not about hijab, and exactly. as you mentioned. You know, sometimes uh, these activists, uh, mm-hmm. they get confused about that. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing, you know, uh, the answer for that, uh, Massey Ali Nejad, she's mm-hmm. a really recognized activist. Yeah. Uh, she's always saying that, you know, slaveholding was yeah. a law for one time because people think, oh, this is a Iran's law. This is, we have to respect the law. Yeah, slaveholding was the law <laughs> one, once. Yeah. So what do you mean? It's no, it's not about that. Uh, you know, is about the controlling yeah. females, women's body. Mm. And, of course, you know, what's happening in France, which is, <laughs> you mm. know, that's that's not good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think, but I do tell people that, uh, like, Western friends and, 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 um, and Muslims also, that there are, there are plenty of women in Iran who... And even men who who have a radical response because they've been so persecuted and so pushed down by the Islamic Republic or so-called Islamic Republic that it's almost human to to have that kind of um, it, it's it's a PTSD thing where you you respond to Islam as a whole um, yeah and responding with anger and and, and um, and I think okay. actually what it, this is what radicals yeah. and these extreme people, especially mm. like at the moment with the situation in Iran, yeah. the Islamic Republic tries to do because mm. you know it uh, if if they push this uh, protests yeah. towards like hijab, mm-hmm. they're going to tell it is about hijab, it's about Islam, they against Islam. And, you know, that's a really good way for them. But mm-hmm. it, it is not about that. It's not even like if it is not even if now they come and say, you know, OK, you can have a freedom. You don't need hijab anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't even want them anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not just about hijab. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, in past month after this happened, I believe all of, our, you know, all of the Iranian women is mm-hmm. just all of the memories and the traumas, they back to them. And that's why, and even men, you know, I'm not saying men, they had a good life in Iran. Mm. You know, uh, it's, uh, we all like, just like enough is enough. And we have to stand for this and we have to do something. And um, that's why it gets so viral everywhere in the world, you know. Definitely. I thought maybe one song we could play, um, uh, which is um, one that I've heard in protests a lot now is uh, Hamna Ashwa Aziz by Shajarian, the, yes. the famous. Yes, Shajarian is uh, Muhammad Reza Shajarian mm. is, uh, is, he passed away, but he's a one of the, yeah. yeah he's, he's the Ostad in Farsi, yeah, which means he's like, a musical m- master. He's a musical master of classical mm. music in Iran. And, um, and of course his son, 
and now here recently. Yes. And there was a huge protest during yes. during that um, thing. But I thought, yeah, Ham Nashua Aziz, which means um, like come here, my yeah. dear. Join us. Yeah. And Listening to Salam Radio on 3CR 8:55 AM. This is your co-host or your host Khonlu, and we are doing a special show today based on um, Iran and the situation going there with uh, the protests following the death, the murder of, of um, Gina Amini, also known as Masa Amini. And I'm joined today by. Uh, photographer, Iranian photographer, activist, feminist, uh, Romak. <laughs> yeah, activist, feminist. Let's talk about that. Yeah, you know, I, I think any woman born in Iran became a feminist and activist. <laughs> yeah. I don't consider myself like, you know, um, totally agree with the equality between mm. men and women. But at this stage, I think I was thinking a couple of days ago, we all mm. became a feminist because <laughs> the, <laughs> what else we can do? This is mm. what's happening in our country right now. So yeah. thank you, Jahan. <laughs> I, mean, I guess 
the term feminist can it becomes it can become very tribal in a western society yes um but and someone who who might not consider themselves a feminist in australia would be a radical feminist in iran because the conversations being had in iran are just so different because the the society and the the government is just so different um, yeah, it's too different. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so I certainly, I mean, I'm saying this as a man, <laughs> as an Iranian man, but I'm very grateful always when feminists here, I mean, people who say feminists on their bio and stuff like that, are reaching out to to Iran. They're not, they're not scared of, um, they're not scared of uh, showing support, showing showing that they have willingness to open up and learn about situations that are happening in other societies that's right of course that's why i'm always um really grateful when people from all over uh, from all different uh, ethnic and social backgrounds in in melbourne and around the world are coming to the, the protests of solidarity marches all these kind of things um i thought maybe the last field recording i've, I've got from um from the protests was a song that they played. I don't actually know the, um, the name of the song, but I thought it was really beautiful. And it was played by the, the Melbourne for Iran group. So I thought I'll just play this. Thank you. 
was from the last protest and uh, yes from the the original song is from Feridun Farrokhzad oh of course yeah yes yeah. so Amgin, yeah, which he killed by the regime mm. in Germany a couple of years ago yeah. so and I do want to encourage everyone listening to definitely open yourself up and see if you can come to these these demonstrations because uh it really does mean the world to to so many um Iranians here who are, who are stuck a feeling of par- paralysis glued to te- your television or your or your phone screen or just looking at the news and not knowing what to do how to react because sure you know it's not like Khamenei or Raisi is like oh shit Melbourne is protesting no? <laughs> yeah. but it is about your local community and and showing care for your neighbors your 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 partners your your friends from this region so there have been protests i think so far there's been nine in three weeks which is which is a huge amount for for melbourne protests where there's a culture of just going to one rally and then you've done your part that's right and there's been real efforts to try to make to both do it make it friendly for um for foreign or people who don't speak Farsi or understand the culture very well and to make it also a specifically Iranian action so there's people give out flyers in English and in Farsi uh, a lot of the time translations for songs and Kurdish yeah and Kurdish we've even I've even tried to um I've been teaming up with friends of mine shout out to to lots of our Chinese speaking community who have been we've been making banners in Chinese which have been getting lots of attention uh, this is maybe a shameless self-promotion, but uh, on on my own Instagram page, I've been trying to translate all of the chants and write them down in in Latin script, English, uh, so that everyone can together say "Zan Zendigi Azadi Makbar That's my favorite one, I think. Yes. <laughs> Uh, it's very funny because in Australia, Nangs is a, <laughs> is a shame on us. like yeah. <laughs> but then in Farsi, it means shame on you. Yeah. Oh, sh- shame on um, shame yeah, on our sh- shame like, on the, our leader. Our, yeah, um, the leader of government. Leader. And so, I will be always posting when the next march is and putting it on Salam also. And you'll definitely <laughs> see me there. And Romak will be coming when she can. <laughs> Yes, yeah, I've been there a few times, but, you know, I have a five years old and, yeah, but yeah. I, I did it with him, so mm. he's, at, at the moment, he's sick, so. Yeah. But next time, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely think it's, uh, <laughs> it's been quite a family thing. I've seen lots of, yeah. lots of people bringing their it's kids. It's been really emotional seeing people having prams, these little girls, mm. boys, these kids in the protests and people crying and mm. been really beautiful. I can imagine as a child, 
going to this. Maybe you don't understand it now when you're five or six, but yes. you you'll remember it because it's something very irregular in your life. Absolutely, yes. And when you're fifteen, sixteen, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even younger, you'll you'll kind of you'll think, oh, so that's what was happening, and yes, uh, respond to it. It's important. We're standing up in the really delicate moment of the history mm. uh, that's why I, I i think and that's why i'm so frustrated to do something these days and mm. yes with my art because i have no other weapon to yeah. fight with so i mean i think your art specifically has been has been so monumental for the community mm. here which is why i definitely would encourage everyone to to follow romac and what she's been doing because even before the, even before the the, the situation now, uh, I mean, I luckily Romak and I we go to we both go to RMIT, so I get to see her work mm, very often. Yes. But it's always um, a reminder and a connection to what's happening in Iran, the gender, the, um, the gender dynamic in Iran, and uh, yeah, I mean, we can talk a bit about your work, maybe like generally. Yes, yeah, as I said, you know, I, I, um, my focus is on femininity on women, and is maybe it's interesting because I never take a photo of a man. It's always women. The, you know, is even my I I have a series of self portraits. It's ongoing series. Yeah. I do it every time I feel so trapped and upset. Mm-hmm. So. And um, that's all. Is 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 my story, of course. It's my expression, but it tells the story of so many women, my friends, my family. All of those women, they went through this in Iran. I was in jail a few times in Iran because of the really no reason. Like once I was in party, they I get arrested then, and you know all of these things. It it became it makes you to uh, uh, makes me as a woman to. Uh, be like have a different layers in 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 myself and uh, after coming to australia when i kind of like um, find out this peace here which is sometimes actually peacefulness for me is bothering me yeah. is too much peace here mm-hmm. sometimes i'm like i want to be drama <laughs> <laughs> but um, no it's beautiful but you know is um, when i came here i realized that um, this is the traumas I had, and I have to express it. It became a trophy for me, honestly, yeah. to express myself. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, my, uh, I have a, I will have a series which I started my researching is about the LGBT plus community yeah. uh, in Iran. In uh, I mean the Muslim LGBT yeah. community, which is like they totally ignored in Iran. They mm-hmm. having a really hard time. I mean, we can do a whole show on on specifically the LGBT yeah. dynamic in Iran. Yes, uh, yes. Because you know, of course, <laughs> um, in a in an extreme gender binary system that the, the Islamic Republic upholds, any LGBT action is against that. <laughs> yes, no, that's right. Um, where can we follow you on Instagram? Yeah, basically, um, I'm I'm pretty not pretty active. Mm-hmm. I'm active mostly Instagram. Mm-hmm. My Instagram is active and Facebook and mm-hmm. yes, just it's it's always good to you know get connected to people and um, especially if any any Iranian listening right now, any artists, mm-hmm. um, uh, so open for like collaboration and working because 
you know i i i strongly believe as an artist as an as an as a woman mm-hmm. as a woman i you know it, we have to help each other to grow up and mm-hmm. we have to come, like support each other to grow up so um, that would be lovely if anybody like you know back to me and I'm say sure yeah let's do be. something and i'm always <laughs> ready for doing something and oh, i should mention that actually is my really new thing for uh, i inspire with the, the, the what's happening in iran mm-hmm. is a installation which i haven't done before yeah. any installation but um, it's an, an installation which i'm working on it now and mm-hmm. um, is a remembrance kind of um, of this, all of these women, they passed away yeah. for their freedom. Exactly. And I know you also you have a podcast where people can hear more from you directly. Yes, we have a podcast. It's not fully active, but mm. um, uh, my partner Cameron Simmons, he's a, he's a poet. Mm-hmm. He's an Australian poet, and we mm. started to do the start this uh, podcast which calls the persian and the poet <laughs> and what's happening in there we're just talking mm-hmm. about poetry because poetry is such a big thing in iranian mm-hmm. culture and then um, i translate his mm-hmm. poems in farsi so we present the poetry in farsi and english both it's really great it's a way for for people who don't speak farsi to to connect to the poetic culture mm-hmm. Of, of Iran, um, because I guess yeah, it's, it is quite hard for, for yes, people to, no, to and we talk it. about the classic poets, Iranian poets, and mm. give you know just a, you know is a is a really friendly chat. Yeah. But we started during the COVID because mm. we locked down, we couldn't do anything, and mm. at the moment we do it occasionally. Yeah. But we have uh, one coming just mm. because he wrote a poem yeah. about the protest is in Iran and mm. I translated it. So. And so where can we uh, listen to the podcast? Uh, the podcast, all of the platforms, mm-hmm. you can listen okay. to it, but we have a live show first, which okay. is on Facebook, our Facebook page, okay. The Persian and the Poet. So and it goes to all platforms. So after great. that. So we'll be sure to um, to post it on, on the Salam Instagram page, but oh, you can lovely. follow uh, The Persian and the Poet on Facebook. Absolutely, and Instagram. And Instagram, perfect. So uh, we'll be doing that. And I thought uh, we're going to play one more song. And from then on, we'll do, and after that, we'll, we'll do a memorial for all of the deaths in Iran. And the we're going to play the obvious song, um, Baroye, which for yes. those of you who have been listening on since the beginning... Uh, we played the English version of Battle, yeah, which is, um, I guess, it is the main song of the yeah. of the revolution. Um, it became our revolution song. <laughs> yeah, exactly, basically. it's a na- new national anthem. Um, Battle, yeah, in Farsi means like for, like like for you, for me. Um, F O F O R for, um, and is talking about. Yeah, what would you say? Like, it's, it's like presenting everyone in Iran and all of the. Yeah, it's basically yeah. talking about for what, mm. for what we have to stand up. Yeah. Not yeah. What and I, I, it, he's expressing like what's basically freedom is. Freedom yeah. is dancing in the street without saying some. Someone comes to you and says something. Mm. Freedom is like you know. To have right to go out with your own dog, walking mm. in the street without killing your dog. 
And of course, Shervin, the singer, the original singer, is uh, he was arrested after this song came out. Yes. Um, Shervin Hajipur. Mm. Yes. Uh, he he's in Evin, which is the most notorious, famous prison in Iran. So it shows that the Islamic Republic sees this song as a threat. The Absolutely. fact that they have to put him in the equivalent of Alcatraz or something like that. So this is battle, yeah. توی کوچه رخصیدن برای ترسیدن به وقت بوسیدن برای خواهرم خواهرت خواهرامون برای تغییر مغزها که پوسیدن برای شرمندگی برای بیپولی برای حسرت یک زندگی معمولی برای کودک زبالگرد و آرزوهاش برای این اقتصاد دستوری برای این هوای آلوده برای ولی از رو درختای فرسوده برای پیروز و اعتمال انقرازش برای سگهای بیگناه ممنوعه برای گریه های بیوقفه برای تصویر تکرار این لحظه برای چهره ای که میخنده برای دانش آموزا برای هاینده برای اجباری برای نخبه های زندانی برای کودکان هفتانی برای این همه برای غیر تکراری برای این همه شعارهای تو خالی برای آوار خونه های پوشالی برای احساس آرامش برای خورشید پس از شبای طولانی برای غصای حساب و بیخوابی برای مرد میهن آبادی برای دختری که آرزو داشت پسر بود برای زن زندگی آزالی That was Baroye by Shervin, who is in is in prison now in Iran because of that song. I thought for so this would be the last song uh, because, of course, we do want to acknowledge that invoke neither Romak or I are, are Kurdish. <laughs> We're both from from Tehran, but Jina Amini, also known as Masal Amini, but we should primarily call her Jina. Is Kurdish, so a friend of the show, Jasmine, uh, sent me a, a special song called the Kurdish Flag Day that I wanted to play before we end the show. <laughs> I'm a man of 
To, you have been listening to Salam Radio. I am joined today by Romak, and we have been doing a special show based on um, the situation in Iran. And that last song was Kurdistan Flag Day, um, in acknowledgement of Jina Amini's Kurdish um, backgrounds, Kurdish, and of course the role that the Kurdistan has been playing in in the protests and as well as all the other um, ethnic minorities in Iran, including Baluchestan or Lorestan. And finally, maybe for the most heartbreaking moment of the show, uh, Romak and I will be in memorial of the, the hundreds of people who have died. We are going to read out all of their names. Well, uh, sorry, the names of a hundred people who have been named, because of course there are, there are many who are nameless for now and yeah we will then do a minute silence for them and so I will read Wang and then Romak will read Wang and we'll read a hundred names <laughs> hopefully we can do it so Minu Majidi Kerman Shaw female sorry Ali Muzaffari Mazyar Soleimanian Mohsen Mohammadi Feredun Mahmudi Reza Lutfi Farjad Darvishi Zakaria Khayal Zakaria Khayal Fuad Qadimi Danish Rahnama Sadreddin Litani Milan Hariri Amin Ma'arefat Mehdi Askari Seyed Mehdi Musavi Hadis Najafi Behnam Leyakpur Hossein Alikia Mohammad Hossein Savarirad Murtaza Nuruzi Javad Heidari Pedram Azarnush Mehdad Pehnam Asl Amir Nuruzi Farzin Lofti Sasan Urbani Yasin Jamalzade Ghazale Chalavi um, Hanane Kia Mahsa 
مقوی پارسا رضا دوست سعید محمدی امیر علی فولادی مهدی و محمد فلاح ارفان رضایی محمد حسن ترکمن رضا شاه پرنیا محسن قیصری متین عبدالله پور فردین بختیاری میلاد زره محمد رضا اسکندری سرینا اسمایل زاده متین عبدالله پور ایمان محمدی نیکان شاه کرمی حمزه نرویه عبدالرحمن بلوچی خان Sorry, we're reading. I'm Muhammad, reading from English. So. Muhammad Amin Gamshad Zeo. Muhammad Reza Adib. Muhammad Brahui. Aminullah Qalijai. Omran Shobakhsh. Yasser Shahbakhsh. Iqbal Shonawazi. Abu Bakr. علی زهی جلیل محمد زیایی حمیدیسا زهی نمتولا کوبدانی حمید نارویی سمد شعو زهی محمد صادقی نورویی لل محمد علی زهی حمزه نورویی ابو بکر علی زهی عمر شهنوازی عبدالقفور نور بروهی حمید نارویی فرزد شبخش محمد قلجه محمد ریگی امیر حمزه شهنوازی لل محمد انشینی بلال انش انشینی سلاهودین گمشد زهی ابراهیم گرجی احمد شابخش محمد اقبال احمد سرگرزایی محمد, محمد فروق رخش منصور رخشانی عبدالمالک شه شهباخ علی اکبر حلقه بگوش یونس نارویی جلیل رخشانی محسن قمشدزاده عمران حسن زهی وحید هوات امیر حسین میر ریگی محمد علی قمشد زهی امیر مهدی فروخیور فروخیور رفی ناوری علی اقلی مختار احمدی امیر حسین بسطی مرتزا حسن زندی حسن زند زلفقر جن حسن زنی آرمان حسن حسنزانی محمود حسنزانی 
سامر حسن زانی and of course Gina Amini we want to give a minute silence to everyone who who has been killed and of course for hundreds of people who we haven't named because it hasn't been released yet Thank you very much. Um, thank you everyone who has joined us today for this very, very special but heartbreaking edition of, of Salaam Radio. Um, and I really want to thank Romac for, for coming. Um, be sure everyone to to um, follow Romac on, on Instagram and the usual ones. We'll be sure to post it on Salaam. Um, not to to support the uh, a local fighter and um link to to Iran uh, and the struggle going on there so thank you so much for coming thank you so much Jahan for having me and we will see you next week yeah see you guys thanks for listening <laughs>